Well, I usually know what I'm talking about in these messages, but today's talk of power outlets leaves me baffled. Do you know there are 16 types of outlets in the world? Why so many? I don't know. And there are two main kinds of power, AC and DC, but what's the difference? And there's 110 volt and 220 volt, and, and I know that that one you might use for your toaster and the other for your dryer, but the difference is beyond me. And speaking of beyond me, how can you have wireless recharging devices like for your phone that you don't plug in at all? I mean, why isn't everything that way? This is not a topic that I'm an expert on. But I do know one thing. I can't tell you about electrical power but I know what it does. It lights up my room. It heats my food. It runs my power tools. It allows you to hear me through the microphone. I can't explain it to you, but I know that it's real because I see what it does. And the Holy Spirit's power is the same way. When Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again through the Holy Spirit, Nicodemus gets as confused about that as I am about electrical power. And so Jesus compares the Holy Spirit to the wind. He tells him in, in John 3.8, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Like the wind, you may not be able to see the Holy Spirit, or understand what the Spirit is up to, but you can see what the Spirit does. With the wind, you can hear it. You can see it move, even the big wind turbines that feed power into the grid and ultimately into our homes and out through those outlets to power our lives. We can see what the wind does, and so it is with the Holy Spirit. We can see when the Holy Spirit's power is unleashed in our lives. We may not be able to explain it, but we know when the Holy Spirit breaks through. Like when we experience peace at a time we, we should just be losing it. You know, times like when you get terrible news from a doctor, or your job is eliminated, or, or the bank is going to foreclose, your child is battling addiction, we have to make a speech in front of a crowd. Or you're caught in a terrible storm. A tornado, a flood, a fire, a blizzard, or, or any other natural disaster. We reach out in prayer, and suddenly you have a peace of God that passes understanding, as Philippians 4, 7 says. Just this week there was a young man that, that came into the church. He'd just come from Starkson's after planning the funeral for his mother. He talked about it, how his mother was a wonderful person, how she always helped so many people, including bringing things down to the homeless who lived down by the river. And yet, at an early age, she got an infection, and it went into sepsis. And after trying every antibiotic known to man, the doctor finally said there was nothing left to try. The family was gathered in her room, but Tom had to leave the room. 
when he was able to return, he entered and said, Mom, I'm here. You can go to Jesus now. And she died just like that. And he said he felt a peace filled the room. A tingle filled his body, which he identified as the Holy Spirit's presence. And that peace stayed with him. He felt not huge sorrow, as one might expect, but immense gratitude and happiness for his mom. It was so unexpected that, that he asked, have I not started grieving yet? Or is it just that I have such peace from the Holy Spirit? Tom experienced the Holy Spirit's power break through his grief and sorrow with a peace that passes understanding. Sometimes the Holy Spirit breakthrough looks like peace. At other times, the Holy Spirit breakthrough looks like a miracle. And that miracle may be huge, like surviving a terrible accident or, or beating the demons of addiction after many years. Or sometimes the miracles might be small, like finding something that's lost. Or hearing just the right words from a friend or in a song or maybe even from a from a message in church. And words that you knew were God sent because they were just what you needed to hear at that moment. Or then sometimes the miracles are, are simply just unexpected, unbelievable reminders to you that God is real. This last weekend, uh, over at uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton's Catholic Church, they had an exhibit of what they called Eucharistic Miracles. And it says, 126 historically documented photographic Eucharistic miracles, physical proof of Jesus' presence in the Eucharist. Eucharist is another word for communion. And I wondered, wondered what they meant by Eucharistic miracles. So uh, they had a QR code. I hopped on their website, found out that these were a collection of times throughout the centuries, where the bread and the wine appeared to transform into physical flesh and blood. One priest described looking at the host, the bread that he held in his hand, and instead seeing a piece of flesh and debating whether or not he should put it on the tongue of that woman in front of him. And I know that sounds a little creepy, and I won't get into the debate or whether or not the bread changed at a molecular level. But what I did notice in, in many of these stories is that these, these miracles of being able to, to look at the bread and the cup and have it appear as, as flesh and blood and a reminder of Christ's presence with us in that moment really is a Holy Spirit breakthrough. If you are a priest and you've been doing this day after day and you've served thousands of people, but you might be, be wondering if you're making it a di any difference, you might be, be wondering whether there really is any power in communion, your, your faith might be, begin to flag, you're having a crisis of faith, and then to be given a miracle in communion like that that reminds you that Jesus is real that God's love is real, that the Holy Spirit is still present and God's power is still working, well, that truly is a breakthrough. 
It's not the kind of miracle that we'd normally think about, but anything that restores us to faith and reconnects us with the Lord is a real breakthrough. Sometimes the Holy Spirit breakthrough looks like a miracle. And then sometimes the Holy Spirit breakthrough looks like wisdom or direction or clarity. You ever wrestle with what's the right thing to do in some situation? Of course you have. We all have. We all wrestle with with what's the right thing to do from time to time. And like with miracles, sometimes those are big things, huge things, like with our relationships and, or a career question or a life change or, or how best to, to witness to a family member who doesn't know the Lord yet. You know, big things. But sometimes it, it could be smaller. Like, what should I say to my friend who's going through a hard time? I know last week when I mentioned the growth in my eyes, some of you came up kind of hesitantly and, and said, I don't really know what to say, but I'm praying for you. And you know what? That was exactly the right thing to say. And I thank you and the Holy Spirit for it. More smaller things might be, how do I reply to a snarky email? Or where do I go on vacation? Or even should I go to church this morning or should I watch online? We all need direction, wisdom, and clarity through the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit breaks through in just that way. They are answers to prayers like in Philippians 1, verses 9 and 10. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with the knowledge and full insight to help you determine what really matters so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless. Yes, sometimes God breaks through our confusion with clarity and direction and shows us what really matters. Like the time I had this crazy idea to raise turkeys. Now, my grandpa was a turkey farmer. I know what raising turkeys is all about, and I know how much work it is. But I hit upon an idea that I thought was just brilliant. You know how every year they send a pair of turkeys to the White House? And just before Thanksgiving, the president pardons the turkeys. This year the turkeys were named Liberty and Bell, and they came from Minnesota. But they do it every year. Every president pardons the turkeys. And instead of eating them, they are sent off to Virginia Tech University to live out their days. Kind of a, well, I guess it's better than being, uh, being eaten, but uh, I thought, what if I made a farm for pardoned turkeys? Not, not, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> it wouldn't be just for the, the presidential pardoned turkeys. It'd be for, for any turkey that was heading to slaughter. And people could adopt a turkey, and then I would raise it and allow it to live out its natural life on our farm. And they would pay for their adopted turkey's upkeep. And I wouldn't have to worry about butchering or or making sales. All I would have to do is 
just raise the turkeys, which seemed like a brilliant idea. But of course, uh, with something so big, I knew that I had to get approval. And uh, I knew that the Lord had to, that this had to be of the Lord. I had to talk to the Lord um, to get his approval. I, I would also need Tammy's approval too, but I thought I would take the easy one first and go to God. <laughs> and so I sought the Lord's direction, not with a breakthrough prayer, but with a fleece and a my will be done prayer. You know those kind. I prayed, God, if this is as brilliant as I think it is, show me a sign that this is the right direction to go. God did not. Well, perhaps I missed it. So I got more specific. I said, God, I need to, to, you to show me clearly that this is your will for me. So I want you to do this. And I chose something that happens like 99% of the time since I was choosing. But it didn't happen. I waited a month and it didn't happen. I mean, that, that was a miracle right there. But I said, okay, God, I'll give you another chance. Let's go another month. Show me this sign that this is the direction I should go. And still it didn't happen. And finally, I prayed a breakthrough prayer. I said, God, I don't understand. You've given me this brilliant idea. But if I'm not supposed to do this, I accept your will. Just show me the direction I should go. And it was like the sun just broke through the clouds. And the answer was so clear. And I know it's been clear to you since I started talking. <laughs> but it wasn't clear to me until right then. First off, I heard there's no integrity in this plan. How can you rescue one turkey and then eat another one on Thanksgiving? And secondly, and more importantly, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, while you're working to save turkeys, how much time are you going to have to save people? I called you to be a pastor, remember? And I finally got out of my own head enough to see what really matters. And it's a lesson that I haven't forgotten. It was a Holy Spirit breakthrough for me um, even though it sounds quite ridiculous to you. Because Holy Spirit breakthroughs can look like that. They can look like clarity and answers. And they can look like miracles, big and small, and they can look like peace when you least expect it. And it can look like a dozen other things as well. Like confidence instead of fear. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline, sometimes uh, translated as a sound mind. When the fear goes away, that may be the Holy Spirit breaking in. Or a breakthrough may look like power and authority that comes from beyond ourselves. Luke 9 shows this in the lives of the original disciples. It says... When Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Power to heal. Power to fight the forces of evil. Power to proclaim Jesus and the kingdom of God. 
a breakthrough. Still yet, a breakthrough may look like insight into God's love for you and what God is doing in you. Paul prays in Ephesians 3, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he might strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ for you. And to know that love and to be filled with the fullness of God. That may be a breakthrough that you're looking for. To truly know that you're loved by God. And of course, the Holy Spirit might break through. A Holy Spirit might, might break through all of the things that block us from accomplishing God's purpose for us. Things that have held us back spiritually or physically or, or emotionally. God blows them away like dynamite. And God's Spirit floods in to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. That's Ephesians 3.20. A Holy Spirit breakthrough can look like many things, but it always comes with dynamite power, and it always comes when we put aside our own brilliant ideas and say, come Holy Spirit, do your work in and through me to the glory of God. We are now a week into our 28-day experiment in praying breakthrough prayers. <clears throat> and even if you don't have the book, I encourage you every day to pray a breakthrough prayer. We, uh, by now, I'm sure, have experienced some breakthroughs. You might have had one of those little breakthroughs, one of those big ones. Maybe peace has been found. Miracle has happened. Direction has come to you. Christ has been proclaimed. Faith has been revived. Love has been poured out. Or the barriers that have held you back from the fullness of God have been blown away. And if that's happened to you, if you've already had a breakthrough, then I want to encourage you to, to tell somebody about it. To share that. Because someone may need your story to encourage them so that they can see that the Holy Spirit is still active and alive in the world, so that their faith might be revived. So I encourage you to tell someone. You can tell someone by, by using a little form that we have in the, the bulletins, encouraging people to, to tell that in some way. And maybe we can even... If you have the courage and you want to share it on video, we can probably capture it on video. We're trying to create some ways to maybe do it uh, otherwise. Um, throughout these next few weeks, we're gonna, you're going to see opportunities for you to share a story of a breakthrough in your life. Something that the Holy Spirit has done that you can't help but share. 
But if you haven't seen a breakthrough yet, I encourage you to keep praying. We're just a week in. And I know that God is able to do far beyond what we ask or imagine. So keep at it. Keep praying. Because the Holy Spirit is alive and active. Powerful and wonderful. And with us, even now. Let us pray. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We see it in as many different ways as, as we see electrical power used. And just as with electrical power, sometimes we take it for granted and, and we fail to marvel at how wonderful it is. And yet... Your spirit is more wonderful than that even. To open our eyes to see your work in our lives and in those around us. Give us courage to share the stories of the breakthroughs that we've seen in our lives. And help us always to say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.